No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Winter is almost over and it is time to start thinking about what you are going to be doing in the spring. Dust off those Birkenstocks. <laughs> and that, that crusty tie-dye that's been hanging in the, in the closet all winter. Those dust nice that, shorts. Yep, dust that shit off and come with us to Skull and Roses Festival April 19th through the 23rd. That's right. At Ventura County Fairgrounds. Featuring two performances by Phil Lesh and Friends, Dark Star Orchestra, O'Teal and Friends, Leftover Salmon, Melvin Seals, and JGB, Grateful Shred, and the Latin Dead, Sages and Spirits, Boombox, Cubensis, China Cats, Jerry's Middle Finger, Forgotten Space, The Alligators, Warlocks of Tokyo, Dogs in a Pile. G- Garcia birthday band circles around the sun moon Alice okay I, th- you I know think what? you get the you picture you guys get the picture it's four and a half five days of fun in the sun down on the beach in Ventura California and I'll tell you what if you ever wanted to know what a true to life Grateful Dead show was like this is the closest you're going to get these days tickets are available now you can go to skullandroses.com and check out all the tiers that they have there and also you can check out wallofnews.love for all kinds of amazing articles and information on the bands that are going to be playing Skull and Roses and this year. Check it out too if you're into like celebrating days and like dressing up and stuff they're having five specific days. Bicycle Day, 420 Day on 420, Chinese New Year, New Year's Eve and Mardi Gras. That's right. So if that's not enough fun for you, I don't know what is. So come on down, spend some time with No Simple Road and all those bands we just mentioned down at Skull and Roses Festival. Go to SkullandRoses.com get your tickets now. It's on the beach. It's that time of the day and your stomach has started to growl and you are wondering what to do about it. And No Simple Road is here to make up your mind for you. You should go over to Fire on the Mountain. Fire on the Mountain. If you live in Portland or Denver, you got locations, three locations here in Portland, two locations in Denver. Lucky you. They are serving up the best damn chicken wings you ever tasted in your whole entire life. But it's not just wings, everybody. If you are a vegan, they got vegan drumsticks. It's soy protein wrapped on a sugar cane bone. They're not leaving anybody out. Yep. And they got the PDX nuggets here, which is breaded soy nuggets, which are also vegan, by the way. Dang. And, you know, when you think, like, I'm going to go to a chicken wing place, you're thinking you're not going to eat good. Well, they also have salads. They have, like, a buffalo chicken salad, a mandarin salad, a Jamaican jerk salad, peanut chicken tender salad. 
So it's not just that Jamaican jerk salad. That Jamaican jerk sauce is so good. It, it is my favorite still. And if you're sitting there and you're like, Aaron, I don't live in Portland. I don't live in Denver. Why do I care about Fire on the Mountain? Here's what you should do. You should go to PortlandWings.com, hook yourself up with a bottle of sauce and one of their t-shirts, and you can sit at home and have your own private Fire on the Mountain party That's wherever right. you are. Don't forget the socks so you can kick your feet up while looking at your socks <laughs> That's eating right, your wings. Man. So please, go check out Fire on the Mountain. They are part of the No Simple Road family, and you know what? We love them. You will too. Fire on the Mountain. At Shop Tour Bus, they are always putting out new designs for you to freshen up your wardrobe. Right now, they've got the wheel pre-order, and it's the 71 Beetle bound to cover just a little more ground. And they have it in an orange, green, and a blue background. Shop Tour Bus is the online lot's finest purveyor of Grateful Dead-inspired t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, and more. Go to shoptourbus.com online or at shoptourbus.com on Instagram, you are going to see the coolest shit you have ever seen in your whole entire life. And then when you order one of those beautifully designed Shop Tour Bus merchandise picks, you might be the winner of a fantastic bootleg that they're going to throw in there. That's right. So they're going to send you your t-shirt in a beautifully designed box and with some little fun trinkets. All kinds of cool shit comes in that box. Yeah, pencil to spool your bootleg, maybe some gum, maybe a little army man. You never know what's going to be in there. You got to order it to find out. What were you going to say, Apple? I was just going to say, their chance of getting a bootleg, they just got restocked. Somebody sent them another box of bootlegs. And I was just going to say, I just wore one of my shop tour bus shirts today. They are so comfortable. I can't stress that enough. All right, so so when you order... Put in the promo code. No Simple Road, all one word. And you are going to get free shipping free from shipping. our family over at Shop Tour Bus. So go check it out. ShopTourBus.com. Put in the promo code. No, no Simple, Simple Road. Road. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. 
Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. confirming stuff well i like to be she, a little prepared she is the confirmation corner of no simple road yeah <laughs> she's keeping the like the captain's log <laughs> she does have the captain <laughs> hey now no simple road family what's up everybody this is aaron and this is mel and this is apple <laughs> and i'm darwin that's the dog this week on no simple road we are stoked to have swizz and richard from object, object heavy. heavy joining us on the show if you don't know who object heavy is you're welcome now you do you are gonna hear some groovy uh soulful funky motown cadillac that <laughs> cadillac soul soul motown cadillac that's right if you did, and listen when you when you put this on i want you to picture in your head Driving down the boulevard in a 1972 Cadillac Coupe de Ville with white walls and spoke rims. And your shop tour bus hoodie that says, my love is bigger than a Cadillac. (laughs) Listening to Object Heavy. Oh, shit. Doing the speed limit. (laughs) No, maybe maybe a couple miles an hour under because you got a bag of weed in the glove compartment (laughs) and it's the 70s. Yeah, you're going slow. You're going under the speed limit. But we had, all jokes aside, we had an awesome conversation with Object Heavy right before their album release party, like literally hours before we are sorry, gentlemen, we didn't get to, you know, go see that. We had other plans that night, but what an incredible couple of guys, couple of guys. Thank you, Richard and Swizz for joining NSR. No and simple road, man. Like Mel said, it was the day that we had talked to them. They were here in Portland and they were going to their performance for their album release party at the Jack London review. So their album love and gravity is out now on all the streaming platforms. And you know what? This is one of those albums you're going to want to buy on vinyl. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, this is a definitely a good vinyl album. It's got that feel. It's a throwback to like yep. Motown, Soul. Richard's voice is so smooth. And this conversation was great. Like how they met and how they came together to form this band. Well, and just how hard Swizz has been working. They went through 14 band members, you know? Like, Holy shit, man. Yeah, man. They, Richard, or um, Swizz. Swizz, you really have proved <laughs> that you deserve a seat at the table. <laughs> you really have. <laughs> That's called tenacity hell yeah hard work stick to you ain't giving up and then i have one here it says if you don't quit you don't fail wow did swiss say that i said it oh 
but Damn, we talked Mel. about it. Nice. Well done. You should, we should like make an Instagram post. That's just that quote. Perfect. If you don't quit, you don't fail. Yeah. Melanie. Well, you just keep on going. Yeah. What was you didn't cool give up. about this is, you know, we've been trying to switch it up a little bit. Aaron's been throwing some questions in the front end of the, some episodes. And then I've, as you know, every now and then I'll get inspired to throw a couple questions in the middle. And at the end, actually, I was like, hey, guys, can you give us some like, you know, pointers of like what you would tell like either your younger self or Don't maybe tell them. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you, but there's some really great answers. And um, just want you to enjoy this interview as much as we all had, you know, partaking in the conversation. Apple, do they have anything going on? Are they playing anywhere? They do. What's no, it's, I was just about to say that, but they just bounced back up here again. Oh, they're, shit, really? They're not, not in Portland, but, uh, well, yeah, this is Friday the 17th. The 17th and the 18th, if you're over in Bend, they're playing the Volcanic Theater Pub oh, 10th yeah. anniversary party with the Motet. Oh, oh shit. shit. Right yeah. on. And then they're bouncing down to Talent Club in Talent, Oregon, and then on back down to California for several dates in the Nevada city. I keep hearing about Nevada city. It's, it's state like, line, huh? Lake Tahoe state line. Okay. That's like where fish was playing when they got canceled, when the fires were going on and all that stuff is, is that there's but, that, uh, and then I love Paradise the, Bay club or whatever it's called. March 4th. They're playing the gnarly deli with Sostronaut in Chico, California. It's no stinky's <laughs> fish camp. That's for sure. <laughs> And then they had something really awesome happen to them. Happen to them on uh, Apple. 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 That's when Apple uh, does something. Yeah, to you. It just well, happened. it was because I was going to say on Apple Music. <laughs> I like that. That's um, a new word. Something's happening on Apple Music for Object Heavy, which is really cool. Their um, new album "Love and Gravity" got featured on their Soul Revival, Brown oh, Sugar, shit. and Future Funk editorial playlists. So congratulations, there, guys. When when Apple podcasts or apple music picks up your stuff it's a it's a definite like rocket booster jet to whatever you're doing well they deserve it it puts your shit in front of so many people's faces think about i don't know riding the train somewhere or on the subway or taking the bus every single person you are on the bus with is on their phone most of the time and I would say more than half of those people usually have an iPhone. So if your stuff is on one of those Apple playlists, your your stuff's moving up. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and all you need to do is like, you know, be cleaning your house with one of these playlists on and then Object Heavy comes on. You're going to be like, hey, Siri, what is this Whose song? Whose fucking yeah. voice is that? Man? Yeah. Now Siri's trying oh. to. There And there she Siri, is. Siri, stop. <laughs> check, check it out wow thanks a lot a lot okay for that. wow anyway everybody you are gonna dig this and we're gonna get to it we're gonna do the business real quick and then we're gonna get you to the interview here with swizz and richard so follow no simple road on tiktok instagram twitter and facebook at no simple road and instagram <laughs> didn't i say that no you said tiktok you started with tiktok oh, well i think i said instagram last but anyway <laughs> We'll go back. We're to on TikTok tape. twice. Yeah. <laughs> so much. <laughs> the thing's so nice. Name it Name twice. It twice. Right. Anyway, those are the social medias. That's our handle. Go follow us over there. That's where you can find out about us. Or you can go to www.nosimpleroad.com. I prefer that way. That is the No Simple Road mothership there. You can sign up for our newsletter. You can get merch. Whoa. That was a mothership. It was a landing? It was hovering. Oh, okay. 
You can get no simple Just rule of merch you there. You can also sign up for a tarot reading with Mel and I. We use the Grateful Dead tarot, de- tarot deck, and we will give you a one-hour tarot reading. Go over there, pay for it, sign up, schedule your time. You hang out with us for an hour on Zoom. It's amazing. You're, you'll love it. Yeah, you'll get it's all magic. the stuff. You get a playlist. You get the video back. You get a little email, and then you get a fun rem- memory. And and, and I, I agree with Mel on that. Too. When I tell people that have not listened, I just tell them to go to the website. Like, like, forget, go to the website, has all the links. Yep. You get to see our bios. And it's a great website. Yeah, it is a great website. So go over there. And we have recently revamped our Patreon. What? It is a whole new Patreon universe at patreon.com forward slash no simple road. Our producer, Corey, has been producing side roads and it is pretty fucking amazing what he's doing this week. He interviewed Mel for Side Roads. I believe Apple Side Roads is out. Is that true? Am I telling lies? I, I don't know. I you know what? To... Let's play a clip of Apple Side Roads. I was born on a side road. That's when I hit rock bottom. That's when I did lose control. I was doing nothing but math. And a needle. And I wanted to talk about that a little too. Like, how bad did it get? Like, um, what's the longest you're awake? I was up for five days. Jesus. Five five days straight. So, yeah, you're going to have to tune in. And the only way to tune into that is by becoming a patron. Go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road. You get all that content of the side roads. You get early access and ad free episodes of no simple road the day that we release. And if you sign up for $5 or more on Patreon, you do get access to our discord server. And that is where the no simple road family hangs out and gets to know each other. So we have a revamp Patreon. Thank you, Corey. Producer Thank you, Corey. Corey for Thank doing you, that. Corey. Yeah, man. I can't I, wait to listen back to my side road. Yeah, I, I have still haven't listened to mine. I started listening to yours. It's it's pretty fun. Um, wow, I just derailed my brain. Well, we're object heavy. We're... Oh, oh, I'm on it. Nine seven one eight zero eight fifteen twenty four is the No Simple Road tepid line. You can call that anytime, day or night, and you know what's going to happen. You're going to leave us some kind of something. You're yeah. like, hey, guys, this is Mel from No Simple Road. I'm super excited to go to Fish Mexico with my husband and celebrate 25 years of being fun and cute. Okay. That's my. That's, that's, a good, that's your message? That's, yep, that's my message. Okay, cool. So that is 971-808-1524. Please call. You know, just tell us something. We miss you. Yeah. We want to hear from you. Hey, you can even just yell. Another thing you <laughs> can do for No Simple Road, if you are so inclined, is go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. You just go on there, you click the five stars, move on with your day, and you know that the alien overlords are going to be happy with you because you did something nice for somebody else that wasn't yourself. Yeah. it's it, That's how it works. I promise you, I read it in a you'll book You'll get once. that feeling and you'll be like- Are we the alien overlords? No, what? no, there's others. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no, not oh. Like, What's that feeling- it's good. It's the alien it's goodness in my heart yeah. making me feel. And you, you still have time. We've not had one since January. Aww. We just we need this one. No, for we don't February. even have a you love. Okay, look, one. I'm going to break it down for you all. February is the shortest month of the year. There is only 28 days in this month. We are already yeah. at the six seventeenth today. And I'm going to tell you what. We only got a few days left. We only have 11 days Come left on. of the month. I did that math 
that fast in my head. That was pretty good. He didn't even use his fingers, toes, calculator. I didn't stutter. I'm proud of myself. Well done. The resveratrol chews are working. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway. Now I forgot what I was saying there. (laughs) (laughs) 971-808-1524. Oh, no. Leave us a review, man. Please, somebody. We only have until the 28th. And we know that if you already have left a review, you would like to leave another one and you can't. But- Tell your friend, tell your boyfriend, tell your that, sister. That is the last thing. That's when thing. you go back and call the tepid line yeah. or send an email or something like that. But here's the last bit, man. It, you know, if you're not down with signing up on Patreon, you don't feel like going on Apple Podcasts, whatever. I understand. Life's busy. You're around other people all the time. And I know there's people that you hang out with that don't know about No Simple Road. The most important thing you can do is tell somebody that you know about the show. Because I'm going to tell you what, when somebody tells me about something, when one of my friends or crew tells me about something like, hey, check this thing out because I think you would like it. They know me. I know them. I trust them. And usually nine times out of 10, whatever they said is dope. So go tell your friends about No Simple Road. Help us build the family, man. Yeah, you're excited about it. You get them excited about it. And there's something for everyone. My 80-year-old father listens to it. Aww. He enjoys it. Does he really still uh, listen? Yeah, yeah, he does. Hey, Bob. How's Thanks, it going? Bob. Love you. Love <laughs> we you, love you and we can't wait for you to visit again. Anyway, everybody, that's it. Let's get on with the show. It get is time for Swizz and Richard from Object Heavy. So let's do it. You guys ready? I'm ready. Without further ado, the No Simple Road crew gives you Object Heavy.
What's up, guys? All right, I think we're yeah. you're good. You're golden. What's happening? Hello, gentlemen. Welcome, hey, welcome hello. to Port. Welcome to Portland. Yeah. Oh man, it's a beautiful spot. Isn't it cool? It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we love Portland. I mean, for us to be able to do an album release in Portland. I know. Congratulations. Good. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so we got Mike, or I'm sorry. No, not, no, no. Brian. Not Richard. Richard. Yeah. Richard yeah, and Brian. Brian. And yes. Richard. I'm Richard. <laughs> Hello, okay. Richard. You <laughs> fucked me up earlier. <laughs> I did. I, did. <laughs> I was messing with him. Hey, and we'll I will join you in that. We know there's Aaron. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> and this right. is Mel. Mel. And then I'm Apple. Apple. Yes. Yes. So. Well, like Apple said, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah, we, we weren't aware that you guys were up. Or, like, I, I was kind of doing some research last night and today, and I was like, they're in town. <laughs> Aaron yeah. actually reached out to Leah, and we, and we realized where you guys are at. It would have been like a 40, 50-minute round trip to yeah. do in person with everything you have coming up tonight. So Yeah, we... um. We rolled into town late last night and did uh, just finished a four hour rehearsal oh, session. Wow. Drove back here. We re- we did we looked up the location and I was like, well, I kind of know where you're at because because remember from being in the Alberta Street. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah. When we were with Apollo Suns, that yeah. Night. And we know you guys are in this in the zone, but where we're at is uh, where are we at? We're South, yeah, I think we're yeah we're, we're southeast. south southeast, southeast I think Portland, yeah, yeah when we saw it was like at least forty mi- 40, 40 minutes we're like all right so this is a big day for you guys man like yeah this is this is a big deal it's been a long time coming man dude uh, how how much of a long time well um I mean our first recording session um actually happened in mid-ish early 2018 before richard was in the band and we recorded with our original drummer pete ciotti and our and not our original third singer which is johnny woods who Mm -hmm. actually shows up on the record they did the first session with us um shortly after there was a pregnancy and other kids at home and as as the as the road goes you know and, yeah. and we had to keep it moving and thankfully um we had crossed paths with richard so, so by richard how'd you come into this yeah yeah by late 2018 we just continued on and we brought in and richard just you know johnny woods is pretty much a ghostwriter on the on a lot of the tracks because he was there for a lot of the writing and um richard loved his lyrics and it just made it kind of easy and so we just kind of continued on recording from 2018 through the end of 2019. Our last group session was December, 2019. We were getting ready and Kelly, Kelly Finnegan, monophonics, um, transistor sound was, was in mixed modes. So we did one mixing session. He, I went down there by myself for one mixing session, just so he can get the vibe of what we're going for, you know? And, and, uh, and, and then, you know, in March, whatever happened, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> that, 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 expla- that explains some because like I say I was doing I do a lot of the research and stuff and I, I got very confused when I went to YouTube because I found what seemed like this other band with the same name from Arcada from like 2015-16 oh yeah and, and yeah. some of the yeah and then, so that that explains and then I found an article that, that had your name in it and no other of the band members now so so there's been some changes, like you said, and yeah, I mean, we started in 
I mean, the <laughs> band started in 2013 as um, a house band. Um, the drummer Pete Ciotti and myself um, started the group as a house band for something we called the Get Down Monday Night Jam Night. All right. At the venue called the Jam, Jambalaya, which was shortened to the Jam. And uh, Pete Ciotti, the drummer, was the owner. And I was tending bar there also. So we started wow. doing, you know, we've always been doing Jam Nights. Jam Nights. Um, in small towns are directly responsible for future bands. Wow. So it's like keeping the culture alive. It's been really great to do that. And anyway, this was called the get down and there was, you know, a guitarist and a bassist and myself and Pete, and we called ourselves the get down crew. You know, mm -hmm. you know, we knew that there was a get down in Portland. We know that there's a get down. The show happened eventually. And there's the mm -hmm. big old nasty get down like all reputable, awesome <laughs> entities. <laughs> People like to get down. <laughs> so we knew that that had to switch. So 2013, 14, we became object heavy and uh, it was a completely different group. And, you know, the fast forward is, yeah, we, you know, we did some really big stuff. Uh, you know, Pete and I had been in Humble for so long. So we built a name for ourselves. Whenever we come up with a, a band, at least we're listenable once like, Hey, let's go check them out. It's gotta be pretty good, you know? And so we would continue to, to be involved. And so by 2015, the band just started evolving and I've always been very serious and want to be on the road, want to be doing what we're doing today. And one by one, people fall away and you just start finding out what fits. So it took a good four years, which I'll skip because that could take four years. <laughs> to and, uh, but yeah, fast forward to 2018, we came across Richard and, uh, yeah, I'm from Texas. I'm originally wait, from Texas. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I was, I was reading your bio and it was like, you know, Texas born moved to Northern California. How, what? <laughs> yeah. what what was the reason you moved up well i was uh i was in a, a band in texas and we uh we uh won a, a contest at south by southwest for jamming the band oh uh -huh. yeah and they uh they wanted us to uh write an album and you know we were like oh man it'll probably be a little while because we work nine to fives you know like 12 hour days like we were working you know our asses off just at our our regular jobs and they're like, well, do you want to move up to Northern California and work on one of our farms and make music at the, you know, at the same time? And we're like, yeah, for sure. We'll do that. So that whole band moved to Northern California and we worked on that farm and made an album, but it didn't stick. So I'm, I'm here today with Amen. Object Heavy. Everything happens <laughs> wow. for a reason, So brother. how did you get hooked up with Object Heavy, though? Was it just through, like, introduction it was, or? Yeah, it was through uh, Mutual Friends. It was, um, I think it wasn't it. Uh, it was Justin. Yeah, it was Justin and it was, um, man, I'm drawing a blank right now, but, uh, just one, yeah. owner of oh, Joel. Yeah. Joel's the one oh, yeah. that, that, uh, kind of got the ball rolling for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Richard lived in, uh, in Miranda, Southern humble. I lived in Arcata, um, and in Southern humble, Garberville, all that. Um, I do a lot of hip hop and, and Justin is just one DJ, just one. And we've done a lot of hip hop together and, you know, he was, he, it was some point where we were doing shows down there. It was like our second home, an hour away from our house. And he was like, hey, you ever met, met Richard Love? And I was like, no, nah, I, mean, I think I know, you know, because Thatcher, future, yeah, future yeah. past drummer of Object too. Heavy, they played together in Love and the Zealots. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I think I know him, but I, we've never met. And he came out one night and, and he and I hung out, right? We blazed one up and yeah. we're like, uh, we knew like right away. I was like, oh, like this guy man <laughs> it was like you want to get up on one you know i knew the band would be cool and our singer but everyone's cool you know like that and he got up and sang and i just knew instantly i was like oh my god this yeah. is, this, that this is us wow. that, that's and it took yeah. a year and a half more 
when oh, yeah. because Johnny's um, uh, partner Lucy got pregnant, and that was right again leads us back to 2018. Right. And, and I was just scratching my head because it's like the we've gone through 14 members, and wow. thankfully um, it was their choices a lot of the time. You know, they just life happens. Right. You know? moved away kids are born and i'm just a lifer and i'm just going to keep this going and um yeah after the fourth time i was ready to throw in the towel justin was like what about richard man i was like guitarists and bassists were like well let's get in the van and go down there so we got in the van went down there picked him up on the side of the damn road at the gate yeah because he lived up on a hill and uh we sat in the van and smoked a joint and listened to some music talked about what we were doing and probably didn't need to say any of that because he was Man, just waiting for us to stop yeah, talking was, so he could say he was in the band. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was over with. It was really? already done. I was done with it. Stuff was going south and I was like, I'm not even, like, the band, I felt like I wasn't a part of it. I was just singing in it. Oh, you know? yeah. And so I was like, oh, I don't really want to do that. If you're going to make all the decisions, you, this is your band. Yeah, right. you can't have any ownership of it and you're the voice of it. That doesn't exactly. even make any sense. Yeah. No. Well, there, there's when and when Richard opens his mouth and sings, that's oh what I my, was just oh going to say, God, Richard. Man, I, I gotta. <laughs> first of all, Leah sent you guys to us, and thank you, Leah. Shout out, yeah, shout um, out to Leah. Yes, yeah, shout Leah. out, Leah. I put it on, and I was like, "Holy shit! <laughs> How have I not heard of this?" And oh, and your voice, yeah. man, it's so smooth. It's so smooth and so effortless and seemingly seemingly yeah <laughs> seemingly effortless and uh I, I the first thing that i thought to myself was like when do you figure out that you can do that do you know what i'm saying like were you a little kid singing at home and mom was like oh my god keep singing or what how it was <clears throat> the weirdest thing it was uh well I'm, I'm from the south so i grew up in the church right you know what i'm saying yeah. we would always be Monday, Wednesday, and Friday choir rehearsal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'd be in there with my mom, you know, not doing anything, but I would be listening and singing along. And then I was, I think it was, um, it was some song on the radio we were listening to and I was just singing it. And my mom was like, oh boy, you can sing. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I got it from you. What do you, what, yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> and so I just been singing like that. I, the radio, I've never had any training. It's just, that's just always been me. Wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Back up. So even no. now, like you never, like as an adult, you never bother to like take classes or like do any kind of vocal no, training? I, I usually try to at least two or three times a week do something on like YouTube just to <laughs> warm so, up. Okay, or, so Richard, how do you preserve your voice then? Like, I mean, you must have like an insane amount of control, clearly, because you, you have to, you know, push it forward and bring it back and all that. But like, as far as like the health and maintenance of your voice, do you ever lose your voice or anything like that? I've, you know, knock on wood, I've never lost my voice at all. Yeah. Wow. And, um, it's been very, you know, scratchy or raspy, you know, after singing, you know, seven shows in a row, you know, but it's <laughs> yes. never just been gone, you know? Wow. And I, I'm very thankful for that because, yeah, I have no training. I mean, yeah, I just try to keep some, you know, throat coat on it or drink some warm, mm-hmm. something warm. and Blessed. You're natural. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. called blessed. Yeah. That's yeah. what that is. But man. so, okay, so when, yeah. like, um, aside from that band that you were in, when did you know that you wanted to be, like, in on stage, in front, singing? Like, that, even though you can sing, that doesn't always mean you want to do it. You know what yeah. I mean? It was, I've always been a shy person. I've never really wanted to be in the spotlight, but uh, 
it was just the people. People were just, they love, you know, they love to hear it. And I like to see people happy and like to see people yeah. smile. And I was like, if I can just do this with my voice, why not? Yeah. Oh, man. You know, why, right on. You know? Yeah. And just for reference, he like sings all the time. It's like just singing, like he could, <laughs> he could sing all of our days. You know what yeah, I mean? Like I'm family guy, singing. you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it just doesn't stop. And I'm like, wow, I think about that. Like, Oh, he's got the gift, man. Well, it's not appropriate, but you know, it goes on. I'll say that I love to sing. My voice doesn't sound anything Mm, like that, but I do love to sing all all day, every day. Mm -mm. (laughs) Please, no, no. No. (laughs) You know what I mean. Uh You know what, though, man? That's a, I mean, I play guitar and I I practice, but that's you practicing all the time. You know what I mean? And and it's not even like, that's, that's just a nat, like we were saying, that's a natural gift. And it really does like, there's something special there, man. And I, and I'm sure you've heard this before, but like when it comes out, there's, there's a vibe. That's a thing, man. And, and the band that you have backing you up and, and all you guys, like there's a vibe there. It's the whole thing. It, the whole thing. And, I'm curious about the album that you guys have created. Like it's a lot of work to do that and to go into the studio and have, you know, a producer from the monophonics do that stuff with you guys. How does that change the structure of what you're doing to have somebody else producing? I can answer on that. I've produced a lot of music myself and, uh, over the years, being in multiple independent bands up in Humboldt, just doing it ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. um, I usually partner with engineers. I'm not an engineer, um, but I'm a keyboardist and I like hip hop. And so I write instead of sample, you know, and, yeah. and, and all that. And um, so on that subject, exactly like <clears throat> Kelly, you know, I've gone back with Kelly, a few different bands I've been in, we would open up or see him at a festival or they'd come up to Humboldt and different ways we've crossed paths and always been real cool with each other. And he was like Swiss listen, man, you're going to, you know, I think he said it to Pete first. And I walked up, he's like, yo, Swizz is going to geek out in my studio. I mean, I got all the keyboards. I got everything he needs, man. We can get Bernie Worrell about it. He's like, you know, I listened to the, to your first record and it's like, you know, the sound is there. He's like, I really, he's like, I don't want to just mix this and, you know, record you and mix you. He's like, I, I would like to, to be part of creating the sound. And it was real simple. I was really excited to just, have someone step in with outside ears who also is i will respect the the heck out of and has has done and is doing amazing things and is continuing to grow and it has been and when he said that i was almost in tears i'm like kelly wants to work with him it's just dope and um so yeah the the process i mean we brought him a bunch of songs you know as you would just like okay we have a bunch of songs and we're gonna record them and he's like yeah cool we're gonna rip all these apart Oh, no. sound great great ideas but you know um and before we even touched an instrument he was asking like what's your like before he even committed committed really committed he wanted to sit us down in his studio and ask questions which were what's your sound like what are you guys really going for like i hear this other stuff and you guys are jamming you got a little mix you're eclectic at rock you got rappers on there you got some horn players every now and then it's obviously a collective a p-funk collective you know we love we love parliament like i'm i'm yeah. To come from that school of thought, Hell which yeah. is like 
how big can we be? How many people can we get on stage? It's just a big party and jam. And, and especially if everyone knows how to keep space. Um, so with a five piece, four instruments and a, vo- and a voice, Kelly was like, I just want to hear what it is you guys are going for. And once we explained it, he's like, all right, so it's kind of like the psychedelic guy. It's like awesome hard rock and stuff, but it's kind of sexy. And he was like basically explaining transistor music. You know, he was like, all right. It's like, I could see how I can bring this to life. You know, and this is my version of how it went down. I was like, oh, he's really digging into what we're doing here. And um, he's like, okay, we know what to do. And we listened to songs and he deconstructed everything and everything was like, you know, it's like, do we really need four more bars of this right here? It just seems to sell itself. Let's just put a bridge in here. And so because wow. he's a songwriter oh, and because he can play keyboards, he would come by and be like, oh, Swiss, it's a nice line, but what if we just did it like this? So it was really wonderful, you know, um, and with different producers, we've got the drummer producer, you know, that drummer is going to get that love because the drummer knows this, you know, guitar player. You're like, you know, I'm sure you work with someone who's a guitarist mixing your stuff. You're enjoying that, you know? Right, 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 <laughs> right yeah. <laughs> So for, for me, I was in heaven and I was already friends with the guy. So there was already a connection. So that's how it's different is that it wasn't us making decisions. It was a six man. We had a, we had a, we had a guy off the bench who was also becoming our coach and he was, and he, he, he absolutely, I mean, if you hear the music, you can almost well now that you know you're like oh kelly was involved in that all right i see that it's got a little model flavor it's got that transistor yeah. sound we recorded everything on tape we had oh, to get yeah. it done we were forced to to do the best performances out the gate and okay and then we can go back and, and make it lush with with production so and it was richard's first experience yes it was my first well i've been in a recording studio right like a mom and pop one you know right, what i'm right. saying which you know kelly's isn't huge but it's like way over the top of the, you know what i'm saying it's really really good right it's so that was my first experience yeah and i <laughs> me personally i loved kelly before we got to record with him so i was like what when they said that you know in the van when we were talking and they picked me up on the side i was like hey, we're recording with kelly i was like oh yeah okay. oh, shit i'm in <laughs> yeah. it just gets better anything else wow but yeah i mean it was just cool to get that experience and to know kind of what what my each strong suit was in there and what I needed to work on. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Cause he's definitely not going to sugarcoat anything. He's going to tell you what you need to do and what you don't need to do. And so I feel like that's what helped me the most is he was a, a, a great leader. You know, do you, do you feel like with somebody like that, especially somebody that you're friends with and that you trust, like that having that guidance and, and the ideas makes something bigger than the sum of its parts makes it greater than it could have been standing on its own. It like by taking it apart and, and putting it back together again and tweaking and fine tuning. Do you feel like the, what, what came out of that is just something that you could have never imagined on its own. For That's sure. you, you nailed it. Now yeah. I, you know, as much as I've produced music and I'm not that young and I've been doing it a long time, right. I'm just listening to stuff and I still get into tears listening to half of this stuff oh I, I like like these songs <clears throat> and all the stuff you put out you know of course you want to blow up and some people we have all different intentions and different versions of what's making it big right there's all different things and like yeah would we want to win a grammy or something of course maybe. Okay, who, who who how many people do you want to hear your message in the world right like yeah. all of them whether they hear yeah. it or right, not yeah. it's like so so on that there's that level and then there's the level of on the artistry level, like, let's just do something beautiful 
that has everything to do with who we are and what we actually want the world. Like if we're mirrors of self-reflection, like how can we really get to people through our music? How can you hear this music and feel it? You know, and I, I, you know, it's like a silly analogy of the dog. You know, if you say, I love you to a dog, they're not going to start wagging their tail. They're going to think you're yelling at it. So I feel like when you're putting your intention through the, through the microphone, through your instruments and and, and the listener can hear that and you can tell there's something going on there. You think you guys said that at the beginning, like you can feel something. I feel it, man. Immediately. We, 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 with intention created something made of love and gravity the highest of all things in the gravity when we're having we're souls having a, a you know human experience and it's like wow how can we tell a story that has more to do with that than it does to see how many records we could sell and that was kelly saying hey man let's not worry about that stuff let's worry let's pay attention to what's going to make this amazing mm. and take our time with it because and, then, and then that it's was authentic. a real telling moment for me it really for personally i was like wow, you know, just when you think you know what you're doing, you know, just like <laughs> yeah. just letting it go and actually surrendering. Wow. Yes. That's, and that, those are huge lessons, what, man. Yeah. That I mean, and that translates to life too, right? Like, yes, we don't know sure. what they, I always say this. I'm 51 years old, man. I always thought like when we got older, I would look up older cats and I'd be like, yeah, he, he's got it down. He knows what's up. He's, you know, I still have no idea what I'm doing or what's going yeah. on. Like yeah. I, I've done stuff and I, I have experience and things, but God forbid, like I need, I ask me what's going to happen five years. I don't fucking know. I'm winging it every day. <laughs> and you're absolutely right. What you said about like the best thing that we can do as people that are putting our talent and our creativity and our art out into the world is just to be authentic and do what feels right to us. Because like you said, we're mirrors of each other. And if we're mirroring that, then people are going to feel it. If we're coming from that authentic place, mm-hmm. you know, it's it. And I can see it on your face was I could, I could see <laughs> for real. I could see the joy. You do look like a proud pop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Enthusiasm <laughs> and the joy. We're, we're close in age, you yeah. know, and I, and I can totally relate to exactly what you said. And I like, don't know what I'm doing. Yet I've just was given two lessons, and uh, and I'll tell you their names too. DJ Logic, oh, <laughs> and, you know, Logic's the man, right? Wow, yeah. known him for a long, long time before we ever did music together. Any of that, he just looked at me one day, man, Swizz, you're the kind of brother that just needs to stay in your lane, man. Just stay in your lane, and I was like, huh, yeah, totally. I'm from Chicago. And let me tell you about switching lanes when you're driving in traffic, man. I'm a professional. <laughs> so when it, that was a, also a moment for me. I wasn't trying to do new things all the time necessarily, but it was really a life lesson helped me solidify my path in music. And then a guy named Mark Roth, friend of the family. And he's like, how's your, how's your stuff doing, man? He's like, listen, and he's an amazing business person. So he looks at me, he's like, listen, man, I don't have much advice for you. I'm not a musician, but all I know is that everybody's number comes up and for you oh, there is no reason for you to stop what you're doing at this point because you've been doing it for so long with such belief and intent with what the what the end game is the the tree that's there when we're not here to sit under it was on those so those two moments were like hey all right so when it came to kelly <laughs> you know saying hey man let it all go we're here to make something special and all the trying and all the tweaking 
over the years mean mean everything because we couldn't be here without it. But suddenly this record is out five years later, <laughs> songs written six years ago, some of them. Right. And they mean something today and a day after the release, like and we're sitting here with you guys who like yeah. I mean, like yeah. there's a lot of cool stuff happening right now. It's color red, like things that I couldn't imagine being at this age and being independent and on my own with my friends just trying to make it happen. So this moment yes. is like, it's all oh, that, man. man. I'm glad we could share this yeah, day with you. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like we're That's on a, cool. a mountaintop moment with That's you today. Really you know, cool, man, that, that <laughs> I feel that it, and yeah, it's, it, it ain't easy, man. Like I, I, we started this thing five years ago, almost five years ago. And, uh, I, I, I've done every job under the sun, man. I, I, you name it, I probably did it. And I never understood why it was taking me so long. And I, I, I was frustrated with my life and just not happy. And when we started doing this, all the stuff that I had done in my life came together in one place. And all those different lanes that I had been driving and converged into one thing. And all those talents could be used for this. And it's a crazy thing to like at this age, finally figure out what I want to be when I grow up. You know what I mean? And like to, to have that like you right now, being able to put that music out into the world for people to experience it after so long. That's I, I, I that's why you look the way you look. That's why your eyes look so happy, man. It's 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 cool to see. Yeah. Also, that I was thinking of the uh, notion of if you never stop, you don't really f ever fail. You know, like if you're That's just true. constantly going, you know, and you're just climbing upward or onward or forward anyway, then you're not going to fail. Yeah, maybe things take you a little bit longer or maybe you got to do things twice a couple times, but you're on your road, on your way. And you're getting these like um, sounds like all those people, DJ Logic and everybody that gave you that advice is just kind of like the mile markers, like, you know, 25 miles to exit, you know, 10 miles to exit. <laughs> it's like, you know keep in your lane stay keep going be authentic don't stop look at we dropped you know richard right in your lap and all you had to do is pick him we'll up pick on the, him side, up of on the side of the road, road. you know yes. like like if you like think about it you take like a bird's eye view of like kind of like what your life has been like and just kind of like all the little morsels that have been put there for you to like explore you could have said no you and richard couldn't have got long and been like oh yeah he's nice and everything but i'm not feeling his vibe but it wasn't it was like like a mutual attraction and and all these like things culminating into this point where you can actually and you guys are in portland for your album release and it's all about growth in this state this state it, things grow because things are watered and there's just this greenery and it's very like a vibrant healing kind of a color and you you know think something's dead and you try to pull it out and know it's hanging on because it's rooted so <laughs> down like yeah. and so to have an album release party in a place that is full of life and growth and like healing it's really telling um for the future of the band in in my in my eyes you know awesome yeah. i like that yeah man. well I, I wanted to back up a minute too and ask something we, uh, when you said human experience i want to ask about this because Aaron heard heard you guys first from Leah, and then he came, hands me the phone, and was like, watch this. And we love, I think everybody just loves the hell out of Jam in the Van. Yeah. And he hands me that. He yeah. goes, watch these guys. And I'm like, 
the what my question is is what is that like because jam the van we've watched so many of them it is so tight but so well i mean some bands best Mm -hmm. sounds Mm -hmm. we've heard or was when they play jam in the van they just like pack you in there but they make it so sound so damn good and the performances are so vibrant how was that experience well, I um, <clears throat> Jan the Van is like my family. Like I know, I know the owner. I was, you know, I went to his wedding, but um, the experience is it's very like a it's very family oriented. They get you whatever you need, whenever you need it, whatever you need, you, you're gonna get it. Mm-hmm. But when you get in the van, it's super small, and the sound <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't sound like it sounds like you know when you hear it on. Utah. Okay. So it's kind of like, ah, is this going to sound good? You know, we're in there playing, playing. But then after you get out of the band, they have these TVs on the outside and you can hear the actual production of the song. And it's like, oh, that sounds, that sounds great. Oh, man. So it's a, it's a, it's a great experience, man. If, especially if you've been there your second time around, you definitely enjoy it because you're not worried about it. You, you know what you, you know what to expect. And those boys like to party too. Yeah, we had them, oh, on, man, we man. Had them on the show years that ago day. and they had Woo! some stories to tell. That, <laughs> yeah. We were, uh, we, were yeah, last, yeah. we were last that day and, and I we knew, were ready to chill. <laughs> I knew most of the, the production crew. The, uh, the band that I came up here with, one of the camera guys was my bass player. So he was just throwing <laughs> shots there because like, they have free alcohol and all that. No. Just throwing either shots to everybody. Uh-huh. That's crazy. Awesome. Well, that's, Which is rare for us on stage. We don't. We don't really. We we, we keep it. We felt keep it like solid, but cutting loose because it was jamming. Was, the band. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it they make it. They make it look like a party. I mean, the whole setup. I, I, I mean, well, it looks like a party all around it and everything. It it's just amazing. I mean, the brewing company that was there was. Um, Oh, what was Angel, it? yeah, Angel House Brewery. Angel Angel Brewing Company, and there was a, a, a not an event, but it was a beautiful day for a lot going on. <laughs> all kinds of stuff, people everywhere. So it was just like a lot of energy, you know. And then there's us into this space and the keyboard set up, janky over here, and small, it, yeah. you know. And that's my stuff, but it was like it's just that small. We had to really make it work. Super unstable. So you see, know? Yeah, <laughs> so see, once you so seeing it on the video afterwards, like. Man, these guys are professionals, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. we, just, we had to be professionals too, so we're like, oh, we got it, we got this shit. It's funny <laughs> to see it on YouTube because I know it's a van, like it's a it's an RV, but it looks huge. Like the, the angle ca- that yeah, they the get, camera it angle it looks off. Like the light, big. the lighting, the yeah. camera angles, everything. Like you said, these are definitely professionals. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Richard. it was a Hollywood setup, and we when we oh, got yeah. in the van once we got our stuff in place. Their whole crew was on it. They knew exactly, you know, they're, they're pros, you yeah. know what I mean? So it was, that part was like, oh, all right, I forgot we're in LA. This is going down. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> turn this box into something beautiful. And it was really, and it was actually nice inside, but yeah, it's tiny, man. And it was really fun. You know, yeah. you said something a few minutes ago, so was that like, you're a lifer and that this has been your, your thing ever, forever and ever. I'm curious, man. Has there ever been a um, a moment when you... Bes- what is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. 
Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil Story Made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. That you're ready to throw in the towel? Yes. There are two specific ones. Um, The first one's pretty quick. I was in Los Angeles. I moved from Chicago to L.A., was living there for a year. I was with a, a girlfriend at the time. Um, she hated Hollywood. I lived right off at Hollywood and Orange, right next to the Roosevelt Hotel. And mm. uh, Chinese theater was a, literally a rock throw away from the mm. place. And it was loud and crazy. And I loved it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, after being there a year, we I was with this group. Um, and the singer and singer-songwriter had a showcase for a Records. And me and, and, and Blair, right, it was, uh, yeah, were, were, were brought in. And this bass player who we had just met. And did the showcase and it ended up it was great from the standpoint of what happened it was what happened afterwards when um the singer decided that she wasn't going to give them her lyrics and they're not going to jack our stuff and i'm sitting in the back seat going listen i know i just moved here and all but pretty sure that they're trying to give us a development deal which means they need to know our lyrics so they know what kind of you know what's our demographic like in my mind i'm thinking Oh, no, 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 this is good. And she bogged out. And anyway, it just called, imploded. And, and uh, my girl at the time was like, cool. So, you know, your friend said you had this opportunity to go move to Humboldt. And uh, I'm going with or without you. Oh, I was like, yeah, you know, and I'm kind of done with this music business anyway. And I was young. And it was like, that was my first experience was like, this is about to blow up. And wow. <laughs> it's like so fast. Shit. And I was like, um, I'm super young. I'm out. And I ended up moving to Humboldt to get away from music. You couldn't do it. Can't run from yourself. <laughs> so no. yeah, no, nah, I, I found what I was looking for and it was all that, you know, and I had no idea. I didn't move there for weed. I didn't move there for school. I moved there because I had a friend who had an uncle who lived there who was, had a bad back, needed help building a fence. And I was like, this is perfect. I can go up into the cuts, into the redwoods and disappear. I'm yeah. good. Wow. Yeah. And look, I know what was what was to come, you know. Um, what was a brewing? And then, um, <laughs> and then many years later, uh, 2013, which is the significant part of the story, mm-hmm. um, is over the time between 1998-ish and 2013, I was a pretty prominent keyboardist in Humble. I played in many local bands. We started a movement of Humble Hip Hop. There was a handful of us, but a whole the whole thing happened here. You know, I'm from Chicago, and there was these kids in the hills singing about weed and getting jacked in the hills and not on the street. And I was very fascinated. And we were playing funk music and acid jazz. We were doing a lot of great boy style, style stuff. You know, we okay. like rare grooves. We like instrumental music. Um, and these MCs were like, oh, my God, you know. So over time, I found myself embedded pretty deeply into the music community in Humboldt. Um, by 2012-ish, I had been playing with, I think, six bands. And it, that's when I realized I was phoning all of them in. Oh, I needed wow. notes for all my gigs. I was playing with, I just was doing that. I wasn't making that much money at the time. And I just wanted to play every day. So I was playing with the reggae group and a couple of hip hop groups and I had my own group going on and I'd go sit in and then some tour was happening. I just kept going and I would just find myself having notes like chicken scratch notes, not like charts or anything like And uh, a reggae group I was playing with. Uh, the singer was like, man, I love you, man, but I can tell you just phoning it in. And that was the beginning of the crumble. And I was like, you know, and I quit five. I quit every group I was playing with. I'm out. Wow. Wow. And uh, 
two imploded at the time, but then um, about six or eight months later is when we started the get down jam night on Mondays. So for me to actually have the experience of having a new band be born under that, the culture that we thought we were doing for other people, I actually got to experience it by being there for a bunch of years and was just like, I'm done. I don't need to provide myself. I'm out. Mm -hmm. I needed a break. It's completely saturated and just like super empty and didn't want to play anymore. I was like, man, I don't want to do this. Um, but then we started doing Monday nights and it was easy and I brought a keyboard and I'd let other people play it. It was just kind of showing up and jamming a little bit. And, and right away within three weeks, I was like, let's get in the studio. Let's just, I got a bunch of ideas. Just, like, of course I just needed to, I just needed a punch in the head, you know? And, and you started having fun yeah. again. It yeah. sounds like you started yeah. having yeah. fun instead of being a grind and wow. I had some fun yeah. jamming, improving, just getting loose, you know? And that's when, you know, I quickly met Ian Taylor, the bass player of Object Heavy, who's, who became the bass player later, you know, and Leo Plummer. These guys were the next generation of humble musicians who were already in cool bands that were way younger than me. But it was like, oh, the next generation is here. This is really good that we're doing this new jam night because it's time. There's all these musicians who are really good and really young. And so, and that took, still took a couple of years for Ian and Leo to become part of Object Heavy, but we had just built this rapport and we would always make sure we were jamming together whenever we could on the, hey, who's getting up on stage? And Ian's like, this was we get up on the stage. So, um, so that was a good rebirthing for me. And, and I'm like forever grateful that I oh, did that because that's, it totally led to Object Heavy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, okay. What about you, Richard? How has how has things changed since joining this band? Do you feel like it was like fate that brought you here? I think most definitely it was fate because the other band I was in, it was a, uh, it was like which I I love country music, but it was a uh, country and rock and roll type music. You know what I'm saying? Which, okay. You know, it sounded good, but it just wasn't. I could, it wasn't me. You know. Yeah. Right. It wasn't my feelings. It wasn't how I was, you know, I don't know anything about country roads and, you know, um, cows and, you know, I don't know anything about <laughs> yeah. that. I'm from Texas, but that's, I'm not that dude. Right. Know? But uh, yeah, as soon as I looked up with these cats, I already knew when I first heard them play because they were playing, um, they did the cover of Childish Gambino Redbone. Oh yeah. And I was like, oh. you know there's some players you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. you know you could throw because my last band you could throw them a song and it might take them you know a week to learn the song you know yeah you could throw it to them and they'd be like oh okay yeah yeah 30 minutes later we're playing the song i'm singing so i was like yeah this is if this is what i want to do with my life this is the right road the right path for me to take so, like, yeah. when someone goes to an object heavy show, what is there? What What do you expect? What are like you guys are talking about, like intention and put it out what you want? What's going into that show or that performance? And is it does it change? You know, does it vary, or is it like when you come here, you're gonna get this? It's pretty. Um, you pretty much can know yeah. know what you get if you've seen us. Like right now. Because the pandemic happened, yeah, right, and we were suddenly without shows and in the studio, and you just did rehearsal, and we all took that month or whatever time off, and we're like, all right, well, let's just go play. And then um, our drummer at the time, this was post um, Pee Wee at Thatcher. Thatcher was like, listen, I, there's no, 
there's nothing for me to do. I can go down south, stay at my folks' house, get a, get some job work that work and do construction. Yeah. I think it's something he could do during a pandemic. And uh and he had a boat. He and, and he had a boat. Yeah. He wanted to go sailing, want you know, and and we we're like, Great, well, we have nothing to do anyway. We'll keep more you power too. Yeah, yeah, man. That sounds yeah, dope. Yeah. Can I come? Great, you know, yeah. <laughs> what better time? Um, but Sam, Sam Kaplan Good was our sub at the time, and we're like, Hey, listen, Sam. I think Leo was like, well, let me just call Sam. We're just going to, well, we're not rehearsing for a show. We're just playing. So, so we just started rehearsing and started playing all the time. And, uh, that pandemic was something else. And a lot of, yeah, just, a lot of things came out of that's another question. I, or not really question to something I wanted to say right before we did this, I was still like looking at stuff today and I came across you guys, Obviously, during the pandemic, masks on, doing sitting on the dock by the bay, and you were having so much fun. I handed it to Mel right before we came, like yeah. five minutes before we came on with you. She hadn't seen it yet. She came, sat down. I said, "Here, hand this to Mel. You got to watch this." And Richard comes in and starts doing the neck thing, and you like step up. You guys are having so much fun, and you threw like your spin on it. There's a whole lot of cool psychedelic kind of oh. leading into it, yeah. and that 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 really not a question. Just that was dope. <laughs> that man. reminds me, you were of having something. fun. I, can you uh, can you give take us to school a little bit? What is Cadillac Soul? Um, at the That's very um um, at the very beginning of Cadillac Soul, we have to just give the nod to Kelly. Okay, as it really. You know, we knew we were making this funk music, but we weren't, we weren't calling it funk. We were like, this is we're like, this is some funky stuff. But we really wanted to dig into this soul R&B sound. We really want to dig into that. And uh, we would do a take, you know, and you just hear him yelling, come on, the Cadillac music. Come on, you can hear Kelly's voice. Come on, you're doing Cadillac shit. Like, and, I, and I'm born in 1970 personally, so I'm like, oh yeah, man, I know all about this Cadillac shit. You know, I saw the Temptations as an 11 year old yeah. in 1981 and didn't know why my dad made me put on a trench coat and loafers to go to the Chicago Auditorium. You know, the Chicago and. And I walked up, and it wasn't until we walked up to the place and I learned what pimping really was, and I was like, oh. That's why I'm looking so good, you know. What I yeah, mean? you got to come correct. See the temptations and the four tops. So, uh, yeah, you know. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Kelly. Just Kelly. So Kelly, Kelly, really, you know, and uh, not only did I grow up with it, but Leo and Ian, like, we all really dig into soul music. We really dig it. We and dig Motown. We dig Muscle Shoals. I mean, Leo's got a big ass Motown tattoo on his arm, like before I ever met him, you know. And so. Um, Cadillac music, you know, yeah. and, and the more the more the album started sounding like the early yeah. 70s, you know, I messed around with the 73. It's like actually our Cadillac logo is based on a 1973 catalog, a Cadillac, although some people say kind of looks like a Lincoln. I'm like, but we still sent the picture of the 73 Cadillac. To the artist, <laughs> what it is. Yeah. So that's where Cadillac music comes from. I got and, it. I love it, man. That and, and there's something really dope about like the mixture of R&B and psychedelia there's something really magical in there man because you know if you think back to like early 60s those two worlds were mutually were not together yet they hadn't crossed over and and you had acts like hendrix that was you know he was psychedelic and he would sometimes do some soulful stuff but not really and then 
I think it's like maybe early Funkadelic really started bridging the gap between those two things and, and and bring like maggot brain and and stuff like that. I mean, when people ask us, they're like, when you guys are funky, I'm like, yeah, you know, but we, we hit hard, you know, I'm like, well, we're a little more Eddie Hazel side of funk. You know what I mean? We like to shred, like we like to, we like to be funky and we like psychedelics. I'm a big grateful dead fan and uh, got turned on. Early on, I got to see the dead 38 times. Oh, shit. Wow. And I got to see him probably 12 times well while Brent was alive. So Brent Midland, outside of the Stevie Wonder and the cool funk and all the mm-hmm. stuff that I grew up listening to, Brent Midland had a pretty heavy weight on my organ stylings. And, my, and I'm also oh. a drummer. I'm a drumming keyboardist. So the thrash, the, the growl, the Brent Midland thing is a pretty good part of where I come from. Wow. Really? Okay, yeah, so you got a hip hop and a Grateful Dead in, in what? I'm sorry, 1988. You said? Yeah, March 88. I saw the Spring Tour 88, and I got and I ate, ate some really great mushrooms on this really gross bagel, and then <laughs> found myself on Brent's side and really been like, I'd listen to some Dead, listen to some stuff. You know what I mean? I was getting turned on, but I didn't really put together what kind of funky ass, amazing organ keyboardist. Brent like was a that force voice. of nature. I mean, what do I need no. to say? You no, dude, know. I, you, you got on the bus a year before me. My first show was February 10th, 1989 at the awesome. LA forum. And, awesome. and, uh, I was just a young knucklehead punk rock kid from Vegas. Didn't know jack shit. Got puddled in the lot and walked <laughs> in and they were playing feel like a stranger. And I, I ended up, I left that show. I, I went the next night. I came back to Vegas, sold all my shit and bought a school bus and went on tour. <laughs> I mean, the strangers, nice. the stranger at that time, especially with Jerry's sense and what, or what the, by 89, I mean, the, the, the oneness between Jerry and Brent was, it was all locked that. in all yep. of the estimated that were happening. The, the tailing, the cat tailing of Brent following everything along me tied every fucking song together. And, and it was like, for me as a 17, 18 year old, I was just like, thankfully i had the soul background and i liked tower of power my dad was all into into that music and i you know listened to lots of uh-huh. sam cook and curtis and like the black exploitation soundtracks and all that yeah. stuff was all thanks to my family and i'm really grateful for that experience and then and then i got turned on to 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 the dead and that was a little mix of hip-hop and like i feel like that really helps object heavy in in ways Richard, yeah. Richard, what uh, what's your musical background as far as like your influences? For me, it was probably uh like late nineties R and B, like Blackstreet, like okay, um, Jodeci, Keith Sweat, um, <laughs> Keith Sweat, you know. <laughs> but also, mom and pops also had you know a bunch of the old school Motown people, you know, always in the car playing along. And then my dad listened to a lot of Tupac and Bone Thugs and Harmony. Oh, now you're speaking okay. Mel's language now. Yeah, well, all you know of that. that my yeah. dad, and like, I forget what I forgot what song it was, but uh, I, my mom and her friends were all gathered around, and I was singing uh one of the songs. I think it's Thuggish Ruggish Bone. Yeah. They were like, how do you know these lyrics? I was like, I don't know. Just watching those. <laughs> Rapping R&B. That's, that's about it. But so, Richard, what, what's your experience um, with the Grateful Dead, if at all? Like, do you know their music? Have you, like, spent any time have, getting into their catalog or shows or anything? 
Never. No, the only thing is I met um, Jerry Garcia's daughter one time. Okay. That was about it. Okay. And Melvin. And, oh, yeah. Oh, Melvin. Yeah, I, I mess with Melvin. Yeah. Melvin. Man, Melvin comes with an energy that his auric field is like the size of the planet. You know, he comes yeah. in and his voice and his demeanor and his... Yeah. Um, his hymnist. He's hymnist. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's here and he's here to stay. Like, and yeah. he takes his aura wherever he goes. And when he, he was the very first interview we had in this studio and yeah. we had um, another studio upstairs and it was a little bit smaller. So we kind of like, like jam in the van. Yeah. Like we, exactly. <laughs> yeah, our old studio was a jam in the van studio for sure. But um, it works, you know, Hell, hey, yeah. it did work. It worked. It got us to this studio, you know, but he yeah. was the first one. And I'm telling you, man, when we picked up the phone and, and saw him on zoom, he he brought energy he into, into the, the room. room. He he like um what do you call that? Like like um I was gonna, I was gonna say the wrong word, but blessed. He blessed oh, our room. Blessed Christ. Yeah, he, yeah, t- he christened, christened our room. He, yeah, there, he took us you. to church and school. Yes, he did. <laughs> like he always does with everything he does. It was amazing. For real. Yeah. Well, Richard, I'm curious to um see if you know you ever start kind of picking up on a little bit of the Grateful Dead to see what kind of mix that happen that that goes in into your own um you know fibers and your own inspiration because you know they really have just a a unique way of doing like the concert going experience and and even just the audience to musician experience so somebody who's such a strong singer to kind of infuse yourself a little bit with that i think it'd be really awesome for you to kind of see play with that you know see where that goes it looks like swizzard has some ideas and some covers (laughs) i I can picture some songs i I can picture him singing a love light i could see you guys doing a nice love so listen to this you know like we did shade down street oh you did Oh. We've turned them on. We've we've performed Shakedown Street a couple oh, of yeah. times. Okay. And, uh, Love shaking on Shakedown there Street. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's like all the you know the jazz is dead and the funk is dead. Yes. The motet did their dead stuff. And I played. I was in a dead band in the early '90s, pre Dark Star Orchestra, post around Uncle John's band era. Okay. Kevin Rosen from Dark Star Orchestra was originally from Uncle John's band. Right. John Kidlicek was from a band called Hairball Willie. And I was in a band called Conjolka, which we call it that because it was the name of our sax player and drummer who we just didn't want to be called the dead name. Right. We yeah. didn't, you know what I mean? Like all the bands do. And that's not for any reason. It's just that for me as an independent musician and wanting to write music, I was like, let's just do something that doesn't have a dead name yeah, and still do it. And also let's not do jukebox style. Like let's go do drums in space and piss off the bar owner. Hell yeah. Get, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and so I was in this band from 94 to 96 and it lasted throughout and we still do reunions every now and then, but it's a bunch of prominent players now. So I, I got to have that experience. Oh, that's fucking cool. Um, and so, yeah. So bringing it, bringing some songs to like, I mean, doing a feel like a stranger with Richard, there's a few songs that man, you know, especially, and then some of the Jerry stuff, I mean, just because of, like you said, the hymns, the, the soul more yeah. approach to things, you know, I could see sisters and brothers. How about thrill is gone. Oh, I'd love to hear. Yeah. I mean, that, if I'm just throwing it out there, oh, I said, we're, you know, we're almost all of it. He, I bet he could make me cry doing a Stella. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
So right, he, he, I saw yeah. your eyes there. I yeah, saw him. Oh. Stella Blue, man. Richard, look that one up because for real, that's a that's a powerful. I just you know what it that's is. A it's like what it is. It's like I think we're at the point, almost maybe like at the the cusp or the precipice of the genre melt, where genres maybe you're like okay what kind of music do you like and maybe that's how you'll explain it yeah i like hard rock or i like this hip-hop but really when you get down to it and you're doing a live performance there's no such thing as any of that music it's music and i'm gonna do good music (laughs) i'm gonna do soulful music or powerful music you know that's how it's (laughs) described instead of a a certain kind of a genre just doesn't I feel like it just doesn't hold weight anymore mm-hmm. as the way that it used to. And to have people that sing in songs that may have never even crossed their mind to sing or to play for that matter, it, it that's exciting. That's super yeah. exciting to bring something brand new to yourself, your audience and your bandmates, you know, for sure. Yeah. It's also, it's a great learning experience. You know what I'm I saying? Bet. Because you don't, you're not comfortable, you know I mean? You know, I'm not comfortable with, you know, I'm, you know, I would I would definitely second guess myself for a little while, you know, until I felt comfortable and then we would be flowing. That's how you grow. Yeah. That's how you grow. Exactly. You step outside yeah. that comfort and keep moving, moving and going. And that's how you grow. That's so how you're flowing. So yeah. here's the deal. Next time you guys come to Portland, let us know so <laughs> that you well, can oh, yeah. you guys can stay here. You don't yeah. gotta stay in some shitty hotel. We got a big house, plenty oh, of room. Man. We put we put it this way. It's you, cozy guys. You it's two so are nice. with that. We put up the Apollo Suns. All of them. Okay, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so next time, yeah, man, we'll cook some food and smoke some weed and hang out and. and it, I'm just curious too, because because you guys are up in the same area and everything. Uh, oh yeah, have, dirt. Have, yeah. Have you guys ever played with digging dirt or have any experience with those guys? Oh, oh yeah, I mean, for sure. you know, um, they blew up so fast. You know, um, they were a band um, doing a lot of reggae ish funk stuff, and um, we were just starting out at that point as as our group. And um, actually, we brought them to the Good Foot and oh, um, oh, turned shit. them on to the Talent Club. And, uh, you know, they, they were ready to pop. So it was just like, they took off instantly. Um, so for me personally, it's kind of like a cool celebration of the funk music. That's really had, that really has existed in Humboldt for long, a little bit before my time even. Yeah. And so for a band to finally break through is a yeah. big deal. You know, when you think about the, the longevity of mm. an area that's known for weed instead of yeah, music, art, for sure. Culture, Y'all have schooled us stuff. because we didn't know that funk was, uh, you know, a humble and, thing at all. And we we're like, Whoa, these bands that are coming out are super funky well, and amazing from humble. When we first heard digging dirt, friends of ours, that they like put on a song and then they're like, okay, hold on now. Let us throw on a video so you can see these <laughs> see guys who's singing. We had no yeah. idea who they were, where they were from. And it was like this, skinny white boy he's got a voice like yeah. james brown yeah. in his yeah. early years yeah, crazy, man. it was like what is going on in humble what a, that's what i was just gonna say what a weird place to, to be that <laughs> funky yeah. Like, yeah. you got the some weed. hillbilly weed weird motherfucker and and yeah. now we got this awesome funk r&b soul scene coming out of arcada and humble mm-hmm. like oh, that's yeah. crazy cool yeah, no, it's cool. I mean, then, you know, I moved here in, into Humboldt in 1997. By 98, I was playing with a band called Spank, and it was Greg Camphouse um, and Bill Thomas, and uh, eventually Tibbs Chris Minotto with Tommy Fitzmorris, um, Louis Andra- Andrade, um, or, or horn section. And first time I met them, 
they were just playing some acid jazz, man. They were like, you know, and my first gig in Humboldt ever was opening for Galactic at a oh, really wow. small brewery, Six Rivers Brewery. And I and they were on Fog City and I had no idea who Galactic was. And I love New Orleans and I had been there like six times. So <laughs> it's like, well, I'm a meters like I'm a meters disciple. I'm like all about the old, you know, that old sound. And um and Dr. John and so yeah, so funk music was in hip hop was had a little niche. Um, but you know, living up in the hills, it's really not about the industry you're doing. It's just about really people really love to be creative there. They're growing their wheat, they're working on a farm, and they can go trim and go travel the world. And it's like back yeah. in the day before legalization, it was just a real special place. Yeah, and it still is. It's just changing now. Yeah. So you know, musicians, we were just hitting up there. You know, and most of the bands I played, they'd rather be out in the cuts than be out on the road. So you know, this is where I stood alone, or at least there were only a few of us that were like, oh yeah, no, I'm way hungry than that you know so for me it took all these years you know but it's really great to see that like now there's a contingency there's something happening yeah, like man. dirt's blowing up and it's like suddenly we're on apple playlist that they you know and yeah. like, like Leah sends us the email and the color red wants to work with us and kelly was producing us and we just recorded two songs with sergio from oregon like <laughs> like what is happening it's happening now? It's happening. It's happened. Finally, so man. Endure, yeah. like, you know, it's like it's really fun to watch our scene really start to thrive. Yeah. And, finally. and, you know, I like you said, we're, we're around the same age. And, and one of the things that I've um, come to learn with the whole like, you know, you're doing something that you want to get big or you're, you know, you're putting your passion and your creativity into something you want a lot of people to experience is that it's really important, especially for dudes like you and me that have been struggling and doing it is like to take a minute when it's happening to step outside of it and take a look at it and be like, okay. And give yourself that pat on the back for a minute and then jump back in and keep going. It's important, man. It's really important. Yeah. And, and this today is that moment for you guys. And I'm really excited for you. I wish we could be there tonight, but it's a big deal, man. A new album is not a small thing. It's hard to do anything in life and to, to get it together like that and to have the producer that you have and the bandmates that you have. It's really something special. The music's amazing. You guys. So congratulations. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. No, on that note, I'm really lucky. Like when you talk about our age, I'm surrounded. You're 36. Yeah. 30, 30, okay. You know, um, guitarist i think is 29 bassist is 30 oh, 30 wow. um tonight we're playing with the legendary dan weiss uh on drums um and you know and here i am 15 years older than everyone so it really does keep me grounded yeah, it really man. keeps me fresh it really keeps me wanting to get younger taking better care of myself yeah <laughs> yeah oh yeah hungry yeah by the Heck time i was 25 yeah. i didn't care if i lived another day you know and that's no disrespect to my reality you know we all have our thing i was there too man yeah, same age you yeah. know me and aaron in the same boat i've escaped in every way possible just being like oh we're living another day whatever cool but now in the last few years i'm seeing a whole different light and i'm and i'm doing my best to that's good. Man. Live that best life. You know? All right. So it shows in your eyes, your enthusiasm, <laughs> yeah, your, your tenacity. Moment. One yeah. last question for each of you. You know, give your younger self or that younger person starting a band some advice that you wish you would have learned along the way. Me personally, I would say start as soon as possible. Like, Ooh. 
start doing those lessons and start for me i wish i would have learned because i don't know how to read music so i wish i would have took Yet. that band <laughs> class that you know i thought was you know not cool or stupid i would have yeah. took that and learn to play the flute you know either way you know what i'm saying it, it's you learned how to read the, the music you know yes. and just to keep going don't get discouraged shit happens oh yeah, okay shit. what about you swiss what do you got um, I don't want to say I had regrets, um, but you know, I would have made a few different choices. I'm glad I didn't because I'm not sure this would be happening the way it is. Yeah. So I'm not bummed about any of my path. I just feel like, uh, yeah, when these opportunities come up, when you're young and somebody says you've got something, it's, it's really important to pay attention. Even if you're, um, a rebellious kid or wildly independent or depending on how you were raised or what makes you do things like no matter what, like the earlier you can recognize what, what your gift is, the better. Cause your gift is what's going to get you through life. Not that thing you study. Wow. Damn. Wow. All right. We, Thanks, we leave it at that. Yeah. yeah. Hey, are, do you have somebody that does your social media for object heavy or do you do it yourself? I'm doing it myself right okay. now. We're, we're doing our best. Leo's really great with getting the content together. Um, I own a clothing company. Um, and so I do the social media for that too. Fapple clothing we should hook you guys up. Yeah. Um, we're musicians <laughs> and artists who support musicians and artists. Um, but I handle all that and I've found a, a gorilla way of being pretty good at the social media. So um, I just try to pay attention to what's out there, but uh, yeah, we're really close. We're ready. Like with, with all the things that are happening, we're really excited to, get the help we hell yeah need. i'm gonna yeah. uh, I nice video because, for a loan too thanks for that i'm gonna was, um yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna send you my number on, on through a dm on instagram oh. and, and uh seriously next time you guys come through you got a place to stay for real for real if you want it yeah okay all right. thank you thank yeah. you very much awesome. i appreciate that all right you guys thanks again thanks and congratulations so go yeah, fucking break a leg tonight y'all yes thanks Aaron. thank you for having us all thank right you. yeah we really guys. appreciate it i have yeah. a lot of friends who love your podcast thank you send them our love yeah send them our love all right damn you know another um instance of like when I heard them for the first time, I felt it come through the phone. And then now I know why. Yeah. Yeah. After seeing that. All right. I just got to say, I, it, it's almost going to say it in there, but he would not know who that could be John B's older brother. Oh my yes. God. Oh my God. That, I is, this- that is John B within two minutes of talking. I'm like, who did the, the Apple, you're the, on the my enthusiasm, level. the sparkle in the eyes, yep. the the like, I got five hundred ideas, and yeah. we're gonna do them all. We're gonna fucking do them all. Like that is closing line, and then that makes sense. I was looking up his clothing line. That's where I found that article about the old band. It's under that that football football bowl, whatever. It's like F U T B O L. Okay, the closing clothing line, and that's where that article was about the beginning of the band. I I'm really stoked for them, man. That, what an exciting, like, yeah, finally doing the thing after all that time of like, and that's not easy. What he was talking about, I mean, we're just talking like in conversation, you hear, you know, from 97 to whatever, I was doing this and I was playing in these bands, and like, it's easy to just brush past over what the like 
mechanics of that actually look like. That's that's crazy hard shit grinding and and yeah. paying your dues and and still just in it because he wants to make people feel good. Well, like he call like he called himself a lifer, and you backed up and asked him about that. It's obvious by yeah. what how many people's names he mentioned that he's played with oh, yeah. in different iterations of bands, other bands he played in down in LA, up in Humboldt, from and, Chicago. From and the, the whole Grateful Dead thing, like we really, we really are everywhere, man. You never know. Yeah. You never, ever know. Like, I remember that one little taste where Richard goes shake down street. No, he oh. just threw the one. I can. So I want to hear him. What was that? Don't sing all day. What was that about? Being rude to me earlier on. <laughs> oh, I was waiting I to see if that was going to come back. I, well, I didn't want to get crazy in front of our guests, but now that they're gone, <laughs> I was afraid you what let the it. Hell I know was you, that? you just laughed and let it go. I was like, Ooh. I'm like, what did I ever do to you? I don't even sound that bad. <laughs> I was yeah. kidding. That wasn't kidding. <laughs> that was not kidding. <laughs> you just wait. I'll I'll wait oh. till somebody really. Important oh, I gotta go clean my on. room or something. Yeah. You should go clean Everybody room, take care, hydrate. <laughs> oh, no. It's all right. I think Mel's the songbird of her generation. Thank you, When she's rapping. When she, rapping is my favorite. When Mel goes and just busts out a rap, starts getting all damn funky. Yeah. I mean, we have plenty of video of Mel busting, busting freestyle, busting, busting bus back. Bus back like Roulette Delgado up on the porch. Melette Delgado, <laughs> come up with some weird moniker. For, oh, so paint your picture on the side of a building. If if you Mel, if you could um, have Richard sing one song for you, what would it be? Ah. Uh. No, that's I mean that's yeah I don't have one off the top of my head I'd like to, him to say anything to me but really um I I can't I can't think right can't now think? I can't think of one Apple, right now. You got I'll one? go back to my Stella let him listen to that song several times and get that smooth voice and bring some emotion he would make us all cry and then, but then there's other ones too like war like like war what is it <laughs> yeah, yeah. like he could like his range Man, I could just come up with the list. Like, Richard, I want to hear you. It's going to take you several months, but I want to hear you sing all these songs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think a Viola Lee. Are, are you mean a Grateful Dead song? No, okay. any, any song. I'd like to hear him do a, a Viola Lee. You know? That'd be cool. Yeah. You, you can't come up with yeah, one? No. Is your mind Because I'm just going to make something up. Because you're on the spot now. Yeah, and and I hadn't thought about it, but... Yeah, you don't want to phone it in. Just yeah, start, like, karma, karma, karma. Kenny G. Kenny G. He has no vocals. He probably would do it well. He would kill it. So, yeah. Go follow these guys. Follow Object Heavy. Go download their music. Go check them out if they get come on their journey with them, yeah, man. man. They is... are. You heard Swiss. He's excited. When people are excited about what they're doing, only good things happen. Yeah, that's I, a that's a quote. It, it's true. Think like if you go and you have like some freaking bad stank ass attitude, it is not going to come out as if you went and we're like hell yeah, let's get this, let's do this. I'm going to tackle it. We're going to. Like it, there's no comparison. That's the difference between like, doing it with a smile and doing it with a face. Yes. Mel, Mel threw out one of my favorite quotes in this interview that I've heard you say. I hope you wrote it down. I, my, I don't that one, usually write the, my own it's quotes like, down. like if you don't quit, it's not failure. Yeah. 
I mean, if you just keep going, even if it's a flop and everybody booed you or something, and the next day you get up and you continue to do it and you go to the next club or whatever your thing is, that's not a failure. That was a fucking mistake. You know, that was a mistake. You got your mistake out of the way and now you can jam. That's I I liked that. And is Is it it learning? Yeah, I was just going to say, is it even a mistake? Yes, there there are certain things as mistakes. Yeah, like if you get a math question wrong, that's a mistake. Or if you, you know, hit hit a wrong wrong. note, that's, yeah, those are mistakes. But just because that's a mistake doesn't mean that there's not progress because then you learn something like, oh shit, my finger doesn't go there, it goes here. Or, oh, shit, that note isn't this one. It's that one. So, like, you, it progresses you. It doesn't keep you unless you, this is um, a quote from uh, Richard, don't get discouraged. Make a mistake. Have your accident. Don't get discouraged. Keep going. That's move, hard. move on. It's so hard, though. Of course it is. A lot of mistakes of course. fun, too. You can make fun out of it or something. I always think of, like, it's messed true. up lyrics and stuff and misquoted lyrics. But it's think funny, about like, if you reframe what you think, like, on a personal level, what mistake is. Like, if Aaron yeah. reframes what Aaron thinks is like, a mistake. Like, those words, failure and mistake, if you fail, it's like some horrible, bad thing. But so what? Like, it doesn't, it's not, doesn't stop anything. It just is something that happened and you keep going and you're the one that stops it if you do the mistake usually yeah you're like you're fine i'm not gonna going. yeah i'm not gonna do it anymore like why when you, you, <laughs> like, you liked it like for me for me <laughs> now i don't like it anymore because somebody else didn't like it yeah. when i did it so what if mistakes you can have fun like i make mistakes all the time aaron's very good at pointing them out it's usually yes, a pronunciation is. of stuff but now like i love pickle spheres Oh my god! Spears. They're not not spears. Spear. They're spheres. They're spheres. Out there. Pickles are round. So those are not. They wrong. are triangular, and they are. Spheres. They cut them up out of a sphere okay, anyway. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, so just because you fail doesn't mean that it's static and that it's written. And you are you, fail now. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> you just do more stuff to keep going. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's cool to see a dog get his day. You know what I mean? That's, mm-hmm. and it's a trick. Well, it, you could really, for real. I wish you all listening could see Swizz's face. It really was a proud pop th- moment. Those were two. I mean, that this both of them had very sound answers. But when you asked like him hanging it up, and he gave that about what DJ Logic said to him about stay to stay in your lane, dude. And then that M- Michael Pitt Potter or whatever it was that told told him was like everybody's number comes up. Just keep doing what you're doing. Your number will come up, man. That's like some pretty heavy sound. But wait a minute. Let's back up on that one. Because I, I guess that's true. But you have to, you have to be prepared and know what to do when your number comes up. And you have to be doing your thing <laughs> with your heart and everything. You can't just be phoning it in like he said he was doing with six bands at once. And what if your number comes up? When that With happens, one of them, and then, then you're part- you're screwed. Yeah. Wow. It's like your number comes up. What do you do with it? Because I think that your number can come up on a million things in different ways. Yeah, in different ways with love, you, oh. with career, with like personal hobbies, with parents. Like you, you can get lucky, and you can have a your day in the sun more than once. You can also reject it too. You can be like, I'm not ready. I'm scared. Or that's not really an opportunity or 
that's you know you can do that to yourself too you can talk yourself out of stuff yeah, yeah. that wasn't my number and it's like mm-hmm. we saw that that it is, is to your Dude, number you're holding right? the paper you're, it in says your hand. 67 your yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 it is so, all right well that was that was a great conversation Thanks, thank guys. you so much guys yeah. for joining us and congrats fun. on the new album and uh, al- uh the new album is called love and gravity is that it yeah Did i, I get I, it wrong I, 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 hold on i had it pulled up I, I say we just talked so much. We we knew it when we started this. I think it is love and gravity. I'm pretty sure. Come on, Apple, you can do it, man. Love and gravity, yes. Hey, and it me. just came out on January twenty second, twenty seventh. So we will be back. <laughs> and I love the the um, album cover. It's a Cadillac jumping off of a cliff <laughs> with the moon <laughs> i love it that makes sense now doesn't absolutely. it? absolutely yeah totally makes sense <laughs> and check out their video alone on instagram um at object heavy and check out their jam in the van you can listen to it on all the streaming platforms or you can go youtube and watch them jammed in the van doing what they do and we will be back on monday with another no simple road weekly rewind you know when i na- when we named that gave that a title i didn't realize that it was gonna be hard to say it's a tongue twister no simple road weekly rewind no simple road weekly See? rewind, <laughs> weekly <laughs> rewind. Weekly. It's, it's the weekly it's like weekly rewind anyway weekly and uh until then i want you to do a few things for us first of all smile a stranger and then safety third yeah hydrate yes uh um, help me out. I, I still can't remember the one we're going to work into there. I've been trying all week. Groove out to object mask. heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, don't put off regular auto maintenance. It's important. <laughs> that is important. It, yeah. If you, it's time to get your oil changed. <laughs> don't just go another 100, 200, 500 miles. Stop and do it now or you're going to regret it. Okay. Take care of your stuff. We love you guys. We'll see you on Monday. Peace.
I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. It features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com DMB. Thanks, Relics. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast.